Hello, this is Joyce Davis, Penn Live's opinion editor, here with you for another episode of Battleground PA. This second episode will focus on the impeachment of a president. This is Battleground PA, a Penn Live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of Battleground PA. This is our second episode, and this one is a doozy. We're going to just jump right in and talk about, I think, one of the most controversial issues impacting the whole world, and that is impeachment of a president. Now, we don't know what's going to happen, but I'm here to talk to two people who at least have their thoughts and ideas on what should happen or what might happen. They might even be uh, willing to predict. But anyway, we have with us Rajette Harris, who is a Democratic pundit, and we have Jeffrey Lord, who is a well-known Republican pundit. And we're going to ask them to really start out. Look, we always like to start out on a point of agreement, right? Nobody likes to talk about this. Nobody likes to be in the situation where we're even considering removing a president from office outside of the electoral process. So I'm, I'm going to throw that. I mean, Rajette, are you happy with this situation? I'm not surprised. We didn't ask surprise, though. We no. asked, are you really happy to be contemplating removal of a president of the United States? Well, of course not. Okay. Jeffrey? I'm neither surprised or happy. Right. I was reading uh, just today a story in the Washington Post on January 20th, 2017, which is to say the day Donald Trump was sworn in. And it was about impeaching the president. Mm -hmm. People wanted to impeach him then and there, and his hand had yet to come down from the Bible. (laughs) So let's step back and talk about, you're right. You're absolutely right. From the very beginning, there were people who didn't think this president was fit to be president, and they wanted him out right off the bat. There were protests and all of that in, in Washington. But let's step back, and I'll ask you both, how do you see we got to this point where there is an actual formal inquiry getting ready to be. I mean, we've heard that they're uh, organizing right now the articles of impeachment. How did we get here, Rochette? Well, President Trump has always pushed the envelope from campaign to when he was elected to current day. On this recent phone call with Ukraine, again, he continues to push the envelope. I actually think that Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats are doing it the correct way, meaning they're investigating before they go right into it. We saw what happened back in the 90s when you just rush into something. She's investigating. They're investigating. Um, I think the fact that the president is telling people not to abide by the subpoenas, therefore obstructing justice, is actually impeding the process. But I think that, you know, by investigating and see if there is enough evidence to move forward with the impeachment process, is the right way to go. Well, Jeffrey, she's right. Nancy Pelosi didn't want to go down this path, but it looks like she felt she was forced to do it. How do you see that? Yeah, I think she was forced to do it. I mean, I think the real Speaker of the House is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and, and Nancy Pelosi is having a very difficult time keeping a rein on she and her 
compatriots on the what I would call the very far left. Well, I'd like to challenge you a little bit on that. It seems to be that there's a whole lot more consensus on this now. It may have started out that way, but right now there seems to be amongst Democrats. Well, what they've, what they've been doing is right from the get-go looking for anything and everything that can be used to impeach him. And I think what's really disgraceful about this, this should be done in the House Judiciary Committee, and it should be done in front of television cameras so the American people can see it. What they chose to do instead was take it out of judiciary, give it to the House Intelligence Committee, and do it in secret. And then just listening to Republican members of Congress, they're not allowed to ask certain things. Adam Schiff is acting as the defense lawyer, mm. plus the chairman, et cetera. I mean, I think this is really not good, and it sets a terrible precedent. Well, clearly, you're talking about you don't like the way it's being done, right? I don't think it should be done, you, period. Well, I know you don't think it should be done, but, but some people disagree with it. Right, <laughs> so, and right. the people who disagree have power, and they're moving forward. But what your argument is at this point is you don't think they're doing it the right way. Right. But there have been some judicial determinations that it is being done the well, right way. Well, and that's not what? true completely. I mean, the vote that's going on tomorrow, the House Democrats outlined how it would be. The hearings would be public. Um, members would be able to ask questions. Both sides would have the same amount of questions. They should release all of the transcripts of everything that has happened behind closed doors. But the president shouldn't be telling people not to testify before Congress. If I refused to testify before Congress and was received a subpoena, what would happen to me? Yeah, well, I mean, if the committee is not running things in a kosher fashion, the president feels it's illegitimate. I mean, good for him for fighting back. So, well, it's not kosher to ask a foreign country either to investiga- investigate one of your political opponents either. It's kosher always with an agreement that we have with the Ukraine signed by President Clinton in 1999 to ask for cooperation in criminal and corruption matters. But the, I guess the question that many people who are looking at this, I think Republicans and Democrats who are, who are rational look at this, there is some concern that even if you look at the appearance of it. Let's say his heart was pure, right? And he was really only trying to go after corruption. Why single out only your... Trust me, there's a lot... (laughs) I worked with people from Ukraine for many years. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of other avenues toward dealing with corruption than just the Bidens. And that seems to be where he focused along with the Democratic Party, right? So the real issue here, look at the perception a president, an elected official, is called to a high standard of ethics. Do you really believe he's met that with this, even if his heart is pure? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really, Would you do that, I really, Jeffrey? <laughs> I, re- I really do think the problem is the former vice president. There he is on tape, videotape, saying that he told the head of Ukraine, I want this guy fired. And I'm leaving in six hours, and if you don't do it within six hours, I'm cutting off the— I see you have pivoted to Biden, so we can deal with Biden because there's also an issue of was that ethically correct, except he's not right now the issue. The issue is the sitting president. But why don't you address the issue of Joe Biden and his son, Hunter? And again, all that will be part of the investigation. I think we're also forgetting the fact that every poll— whether you poll Democrats, whether you poll Republicans, whether you poll independents, believe that the investigation on impeachment should go forth. Now, when you get to the question, should President Trump be impeached? Obviously, things change depending on the person's political party. But the investigation should move forward to see exactly what happened. And polls also show that as a sitting president, you should not be asking for whether or not you think 
something correctly happened or whether you think something should not have happened. You do not ask a foreign country to interfere with what's going to be another presidential race. We went through this with 2016 with Russia interfering with our elections. And there's proof that from our intelligence agencies that that happened. There's also proof that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. But we shouldn't want any country interfering with our elections. Right, but so let's investigate Ukraine. I mean, I I think that's perfectly... But I I think really the issue is let's stay focused on what we're talking about. You could go and really pick off a whole lot that of That was in the issues. conversation, though. Right. But let, let, let me say, we do have a new poll that's out from Franklin and Marshall. And I'm not going to ask you guys to debate this until you're actually able to see it, because it's fresh off the presses, so to speak. But we are. there was a question that was put, says, uh, Democrats in the U.S. House have started an impeachment inquiry looking into the president's behavior. Do you support or oppose the House of Representatives starting an impeachment inquiry into President Trump. That's the question that Franklin and Marshall has posed, and it's a pretty reliable uh, polling organization. G. Terry Madonna is, is, is the leader of this. So the numbers that have come in are really enlightening. Strongly support, 47%. Somewhat support, another 10%. Somewhat oppose, 5%. Strongly oppose, 37%. Don't know, 1%. So you have basically 57% of people either strongly or somewhat supporting this inquiry. That's a lot of people. It tells you that people are concerned about this. They at least want to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, it's hard to imagine that we wouldn't want to, together as a nation, Step in and make sure everything's okay, especially involving the security of our nation. Jeffrey? Well, sure. We want to have secure elections. But if we're going to investigate, we need to investigate all of it. And I really think, with all due respect to the poll, and I should say I'm a Franklin and Marshall graduate, so I have a a bias towards (laughs) Dr. Madonna, which is a good one. We have to see how this is going to unfold here before we come to any judgment. And I and none we're not of, asking for a judgment. That that so so let's really let in all honesty and of dialogue. Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. We should all be willing to at least investigate, have an inquiry into what's going on. Fifty-seven percent of the all people of want that. All of it. And that no, lines, they're talking specific. No, about the president. And yeah. wh- that's what this, this is focused on. But the question is for you, so I can be hard on you as well. You know, is it being done in the right way? You got, you got Republicans and people validly saying, we want this investigated, but we want it done right. Well, one thing is the poll numbers that you did just cite really align with national polls as well, that the majority of American people, regardless of their political affiliation, believes that this situation should be investigated. And I go along with that. We need to investigate it. Congress needs to do, to do their job, investigate it. People need to come before them, answer their questions. It should be public. I do agree with Jeffrey on that. Um, Everyone should have access to the information, and we need to see what actually happened and what the plan was to happen. Um, We cannot continue to have foreign countries interfere with our elections. Let me stop here. And for those of you who are listening, if you want to join in on this conversation in some way, why don't you join us via Twitter at BattlegroundPA, hashtag Battle4PA. 
Okay, let's get back to our discussion here. Okay, so the fact is we are in the middle of an impeachment inquiry. It looks like we're going to go forward. But there is an issue that I think is of concern to many of our readers, and, and that is, why don't we have a president who at least is making an effort to cooperate? Why wouldn't you at least step forward and say, questions are being asked, a majority of the American people are concerned, I'm going to step forward and at least cooperate with these proceedings. They are, after all, the House of Representatives. When has he ever cooperated with anything? Well, I think he's done a lot to cooperate. Uh, in this case, he shouldn't cooperate with this. I mean, there are a lot of people, certainly I feel, that this is illegitimate. It is total illegitimate. I mean, this is, this is about a political objective, impeaching President Trump from the get-go, from the day he took office, looking for something, anything. And, you know, they wanted the Mueller report. They get the Mueller report, and there's no collusion. So now they're on to this. I mean— if but, this fails, it will be something else. And that's why he should cooperate, because if he has nothing to hide, cooperate, go along with the investigation, answer the questions, don't tell people not to answer questions, then they won't find anything. Let, let me ask you to look back. You might be able to help us look back. Is there anything reminiscent here about what was going on when Nixon went through all this? I remember I was watching Fareed Zakaria, and they, there was this kind of atmosphere there. Some people were cooperating, some weren't. Nixon was trying to hide certain documents, and finally they had to come out— do you see any parallels here? Well, I, I, I think there, are, there is not a parallel in this sense, is that I graduated from F&M in June of 1973, and my first job over in the state Senate didn't start until September. So I spent the entire summer glued to the television watching the Senate Watergate Committee in front of all the cameras do, do their investigation. And there was one Nixon administration official after another that was summoned and came and testified all right there in the open. John Dean and, you know, most famously, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. all kinds of others. Uh, Alex you know, on that, though, I'm a little bit, it, it, clarify for me, because when it was happening in the open, we got that there, there was criticism about all of this as a show. It's, it's all right. done for entertainment, and they're all grandstanding. When it's done quietly or behind closed doors, it's like, you know, um, they're so, not making it democratic. Something you know? like this should never be done in behind closed mm -hmm. doors. Mm -hmm. Well, let's stop right here. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back in. And I'm going to ask you guys to tell me where this is all headed. All right, we're back here with Rajat Harris, a Democrat and proud, and Jeffrey Lord, Republican, big Trump supporter. So we're talking about the impeachment, and we've been talking a lot about whether it's being done right and all of that. And that's, that's one of the issues that's out there. But the key issue that we really need to delve into is the substance of the charges and the concerns that people have about the actions of the president. And um, for me, many years in foreign affairs and covering the world, uh, including working for U.S. International Broadcasting, I, I, it is a little unsettling what we heard, what we saw in the transcript. It is not comfortable. I'm just talking for me, Jeffrey. I see your head shaking. I'm going to let you talk. But it's, it is, uh, honestly, it's uncomfortable to hear the president say, 
sure, we will give you it, but let's do me a favor first. And to know that there were actually actions that accompanied that. Now, tell me why that's not well, wrong, he didn't, Jeffrey. He didn't quite put it that way. Okay. But, but one of the things that I think you should know about Donald Trump, every human soul walking has verbal tics where we say things that are just peculiar to us, phrases, et cetera. I remember Richard Nixon would always say, let me say this about that. Donald Trump. That was pretty good. <laughs> my next career. <laughs> Donald Trump, uh, his verbal tick, one of them, is do me a favor. He says this all of the time. I, I mean, you can listen to But in this and, case, he really wanted someone to do him a favor. I mean, it wasn't just saying, it's not, uh, come on, let's be. He, he wanted an just, investigation into corruption. That's right. a good thing. And furthermore, he's he legally wanted, he's He wanted legally an mandated. investigation into one person's actions, his political no, he, opponent. No, he talked about CrowdStrike. He talked about the server, the DNC server. This Correct. is all from all, 2016. Okay. So but that's even, a good thing. But even still, the fact that people are concerned that he focused on his political opponent. It is concerning so, to millions of people. So, in other words, if you are going to be accused of something, the way to get out of it is to run for president? Uh, no, I, that's that's not. We're talking about the president of the United States and his actions at this point. Yeah, we're, talking okay, about, we're, talking we're talking about, about Joe Biden. No, we're talking about the president of the United States. The substance of the impeachment thing is the president's actions. Other people may have done things wrong. In the world. A, but right now we're focused on, you see, this is what people, why you this distrust. You want to keep the conversation honest and transparent. Yeah. We're talking about what the president did and whether that was really ethical, whether that was really how we want a president to act. I mean, I don't know. Uh, what are you hearing, uh, Regent? Well, this takes us back to the conversation we were having um, before the break as well. If what you're saying is that President Trump um, was trying to investigate some type of conspiracy against former Vice President Joe Biden, then why isn't he cooperating with the investigation? Why is he telling his staff members not to cooperate and testify before Congress? And when they do, why is he then trying to discredit them? To me, it goes back to that. If he really, truly feels that the former vice president did something wrong, and this isn't just about him possibly being his running opponent in 2020, then he needs to do everything he can to ensure that the investigation goes forward. The fact that he's obstructing the investigation in many ways, to me, shows that he has something to hide that he doesn't want to come out. I mean, the other thing that's out here, I mean, we really have to put it out that some of this stuff has been debunked. I mean, this conspiracy, the DNC server, all of that's been investigated and kind of moved aside. We Let's just really focus on, if you were president, would you really act like that, Jeffrey? Honestly, we know you. You're, you're a high ethical person. Would you really ask someone, a country that's waiting and dependent upon American aid, that's fighting someone that's supposed to be the American foe, right, Russia, would you really put any conditions? Certainly not but personal he, ones. But he Go didn't. Ahead. I, mm -hmm. I read the. I read the. Uh, you don't think he did. I don't think he did. So here's the problem to both of you. When he reads it, he reads the information one way, and many Republicans validly are doing that. They're looking. And they says no problem. He's just doing what he has to do. When others read it, Democrats and maybe many independents read it, they see they're uncomfortable. 
So where sh- should the should the standard be the highest or should it be a low one? Well, the president thinks he's above the law. He's proved that over the past three years he's been president. And it's up to Congress, who who is an independent body, to investigate situations such as this. Again, he keeps pushing the envelope. I keep saying that because it's true. Pushing the envelope how? That's the question. I mean, he's openly asking foreign countries to investigate political candidates. He's asking them to investigate corruption, which is his legal responsibility as president under that treaty. What about his own corruption? How many times did we hear in 2016 about uh, Hillary Clinton and her email? Yeah, right. What about his daughter using her personal email? For business. Uh, you lost me there with, with that. Well, that's, what, that's mean, been in the news from the very beginning, how his daughter, when she's doing business, as we all know, she's an advisor for him. She uses her personal email for business uh, regarding yeah, the well, White House in the you country. Shouldn't, you shouldn't use your personal email. But, but she is. But she doesn't have... Well, she's not. So it's okay uh, for her, but not okay no, for no, other people. No. Hillary Clinton had 33,000 emails disappear. She, she had uh, people take hammers to Blackberries or, or you know iPhones, et cetera, to, to smash records. She deliberately hid information. Deliberately. Should his daughter be using her personal email? No. Okay, no so, so here's the problem. We all have a tendency to head off to tangents instead of staying far. Because the, the truth is, no, I see why, because there are feelers everywhere. These things have repercussions, and they have connections. But let's get back to focusing on where we are. What do you see as the next steps? Now, I know, Jeffrey, you're saying the president has every right to simply obstruct this. And you're saying that it's obstruction of justice. Yes. But he's doing that. Do we have to care about what the American people, I mean real people, if I say 57%, according to this Franklin and Marshall poll, want to see this, that means they want some information out there. The next step seemed to be to make this public. Is this a time when we should see the administration step forward and be more cooperative and have people come before the American people on camera and let us see what they say? Or is this still a time for partisan well, we, we politics? Should, we should publicize every last bit of what has gone on behind closed doors. The transcripts, so that's your first every, thing. Publicize everything. Got publicize it. everything and move these things into an open hearing. And if that happens, do you also believe the president will cooperate? I'm not sure, because he thinks clearly that this is illegitimate. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, I go out, as I'm sure Rosette does, and give speeches, et cetera. And I have been, you know, bombarded with people telling me they're furious yeah. <laughs> with yeah. what's being done to him. And uh, Some people are, because uh, I'm getting, you know, letters all the time, and it's now running, I would say— Four to one with people really upset over over the behavior. Well, the, so. and, and the, the one thing that I would caution people on, in 1998, when House Republicans impeached President Clinton, 19, the 1998 elections was what they call in the trade the six-year itch elections. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't usually go well for a president, an incumbent president in his party. And in 1998, the Democrats... One, it was an upset, and they mm-hmm. won five seats in the House against all expectation. Speaker Gingrich resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, so what you're, there, what you're there warning was a backlash. Have, yeah, what you're warning this could have a backlash, right. but so far, we don't. the polls aren't showing that. Well, and the Democrats are handling it a lot 
better um, than what the Republicans did back in the 90s. Again, uh, Speaker Pelosi did not rush into anything, and she continues not to rush into an, to, into anything. Uh, the Democrats are doing a thorough job of investigating um, what possibly could have happened and what many people believe have happened. Again, when you look at the polls, they're not party-specific. Okay, Republicans so it, as well want this investigated. Well, that's true. Everybody, I think it's very clear people want to know what's happening. I mean, that, but let's just let you both, both wrap up. We are, I think, very clearly facing impeachment inquiry, if not an impeachment vote, coming up very quickly and very soon. I'm going to give you your final comment on how do you think that's going to impact our country and how do you think that's going to impact the next elections? I think it's going to have a backlash to the whole episode. The one thing that the Clinton and Nixon impeachments had in common was the sort of overwhelming nature of support in each case for impeachment. And, of course, Nixon quit before we got to that stage. But there was an overwhelming consensus. Famously, Barry Goldwater and others went to see him and said, Sir, we think you should resign. And you don't think that's going to happen this time, right? I don't People think, are going to ask Trump to resign or that. He'll I, just have fed up with this I whole thing. I don't think that's going to happen at uh, all. He is okay. a fighter by nature. All right. I what believe, do you say, Roger? I believe that tomorrow's vote in Congress will pass, that we will have public hearings, um, that this issue will be investigated. I believe that President Trump will continue to obstruct justice and tell his staff members not to testify before Congress. I do not think he's going to be cooperative because he doesn't want the truth to come out, which is that he is trying to, again, um, fix the election next year and have foreign countries uh, interfere with our election process. Well, with that, I have to wrap up another fight on Battleground <laughs> PA. But I do want to thank Rajette Harris and I want to thank Jeffrey Lord for being here and being so gracious in their debate. And again, join us via Twitter at Battleground PA. Hashtag Battle for PA. This is Joyce Davis, Penn Live's opinion editor. This was Battleground PA. Be sure to rate and subscribe to us so you don't miss a beat. Have an idea for an episode? Tweet us at Battleground PA or email us at topics at battlegroundpa.org. Meanwhile, stay in the know between episodes on penlive.com. Battleground PA is hosted by Penn Live's opinion and editor, Joyce Davis, and is produced by Penn Studios director, Salim Michel McClouf, and edited by Martin Boutros. For more info and past episodes, visit us at battlegroundpa.org.